Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kawan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is, our good points. What's a codependent? The answer is easy. They're some of the most loving, caring people I know beyond codependency. We don't need to limit an inventory of ourselves to the negatives. Focusing only on what is wrong is a core issue in our codependency. Honestly, fearlessly asking what's right with me, what are my good points? Uh, yeah, I just could pause here. I was actually doing some step writing earlier today and uh, I was saying list some positive attributes of how you look. And one of the things I realized was I just wasn't sure. And then I just listed a whole bunch of positive attributes that other people had attributed to me. Um, so I guess that was a step. And I think the next step is, you know, a lot of times affirmations aren't, you know, I think as a codependent and recovering adult child, affirmations are often the truth, you know, and I remember going to Tony Robbins thing, um, date, no, not date with destiny, the unleash the power within. And he was saying a lot of times we're the opposite of what we say we are. And I think sometimes collecting data, not in a codependent way, because I think what I tend to do is often reject the positive and embrace the one negative, um, which usually comes from like some sick dysfunctional person. Back to the reading. Am I a loving, caring, nurturing person? We may have neglected to love ourselves in the process of caring others, caring for others, but nurturing is an asset. And I think prioritizing nurturing is more of an asset. As the saying goes, you can't give from a, you know, uh, you can only give from a full cup. Is there something I do particularly well? Do I have a strong faith? Am I good at being there for others? Am I good as part of a team or as a leader? Do I have a way with words or with emotions? Do I have a sense of humor? Do I brighten people up? Am I good at comforting others? Do I have an ability to make something good out of barely nothing at all? Do I see the best in people? And uh, one of the ways Pete Walker's book in Complex PTSD says um, to memorize a list of accomplishments when that inner critic uh, rages and gets crazy. Back to the reading. These are character assets. We may have gone to an extreme with these, but that's okay. We are now on our way to finding balance. Recovery is not about eliminating our personality, which is what I thought it was. Recovery aims changing, accepting, working around, or transforming our negatives and building on our positives. You know, it's counter to the, you know, the, the message that you get in school systems. Uh, and uh, we all have assets. We only need to focus on them, empower them, and draw them out in ourselves. You know, rather than focus what, what I can't do at work is I'm just a titanically fast learner and thinker on paper. Codependents are some of the most loving, caring people around. Now we're learning to give some of that concern and nurturing to ourselves. Today, I will focus on what's right about me. I will give myself some of the caring. I've extended the world. The next reading also comes from uh, strengthening, or sorry, <laughs> comes from The Language of Letting Go by Mel Melody Beatty. And the topic is throwing out the rule book. I'm excited to hear that what she has to say on this. Many of us feel like we need a rule book, a microscope, and a warranty to get through life. We feel uncertain, frightened. We want the security of knowing what's going to happen and how we shall act. We don't trust life or ourselves. I can very much relate to this, even in recovery. It's like, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta do these things. That what, what, what happened yesterday? It was like you know, in that kind of frenetic 
addict tone. Oh, I need to do more of it. And I think that's a, a majority of where my workaholism, my activity addiction can manifest. We don't trust the plan. And here she puts the plan in, in uh, caps. We want to be in control. I made terrible mistakes about my choices, mistakes that nearly destroy, destroyed me. Life has really shocked me. How can I trust myself? How can I trust life and my instincts after where I've been, asked one woman. It is understandable that we fear being crushed again, considering the way that many of us were when we bottomed out on our codependency. We don't have to be fearful. We can trust ourselves, our path, and our instincts. Yes, we want to avoid making the same mistakes again. We're not the same people we were yesterday or last year. We've learned, grown, changed. We did what we needed to do then. If we made a mistake, we cannot let that stop us from living and fully experiencing today. We have arrived at the understanding that we needed our experiences, even our mistakes, to get to where we are today. Do we know what we needed our life to unfold exactly as it did to find ourselves, our higher power, and this new way of life? Or is it part of us still calling our past a mistake? Big part. And uh, actually, I got this from my financial advisor. That's why I love doing the podcast. He said something about there's a reason why uh, the rear view mirror is much smaller than the windshield. Back to the reading. We have arrived at the understanding that we needed our experiences, even our mistakes, to get to where we are today. Do we know that we needed our life to unfold exactly as it did to find ourselves? We can let go of our past and trust ourselves now. I can let go of my past and trust myself now. I do not have to punish myself with my past. I don't need a rule book, a microscope, a warranty. All I really need is a mirror. You can look into the mirror and say, I trust you. No matter what happens, I can take care of myself and what happens will continue to be good, better than I think. Today, I will stop clinging to the painful lessons of the past because it doesn't serve me anymore. I will open myself to the positive lessons today and tomorrow hold for me. I trust that I can and will take care of myself now. I trust that the plan is good, even when I don't know what it is. And now we move on to ACA, strengthening my recovery. God, I love these two pieces of literature. I always want to branch out. And then my next question is why? The topic here is effort. A higher power provides food for all the birds on earth, but doesn't put it in their mouths. It would be nice to just sit in the rooms of recovery and let the program sink in by osmosis without having to work at it. Some of us have tried this, a few for many years, and wondered why we were not experiencing much change. We may be substance-free, but we continue to have emotional chaos and dysfunction in our lives and in our heads. Eventually, if we're lucky, it will dawn us that, try as we might, change will not happen without significant effort on our part. Makes me grateful for my job. And we need the program, our fellow travelers, and most of all, our higher power. If we're stalled, we open our minds and hearts to see what works for others. Maybe the same thing will work for us. We've been continuously told that recovery takes effort. And as we do the work, we realize that recovery does not bring the absence of storms, but it gives us a much needed umbrella we never had before. On this day, I will leave the nest and do the work necessary for re the recovery that will change my life. And, you know, I used to read all these things about 10 things that people do before five that are successful. And it's like recovery gives me the list. I don't need to read those messages. And when I think about effort, 
I think about how much effort I don't have to do anymore by reading self-help and self-development and, you know, really looking for the, you know, going to the hardware store for milk, as they say in the rooms. And the final topic is another topic that I'm super curious to hear about is reparenting. With the steps and by reparenting ourselves, we can further remove the buttons that have been pushed by others to manipulate us or to get a reaction out of us. I'm reminded of what a sponsor in Almond said is like, you know, you know, when people say their parents push their buttons, it's like, no, my parents installed the buttons. As children, others manipulated us at will. Sometimes it seemed we were born to be used by others. We showed up for horrible people who sucked us dry of our courage and strength because that is what we learned from our families. That's what they told us we were meant for by the ways they treated us every day. As adults, we now know we can set boundaries with those who abuse us. When we find that we have recreated an unmanageable situation at work, we get new jobs. We change our living arrangement. When we find that we are once again living with addicts who keep us awake at night and need us to look after them. And the other thing, I think the biggest resistance is going for the best, like the absolute best. And I'm thinking about that with a car, you know. In recovery, we make space to feel the anger and shame that were handed to us in our childhoods, and we heal. We may even detach from abusive family members permanently if that's what it takes to maintain serenity. Thankfully, I don't have to do that. On this day, I will write down what I want my life to be like as a way of turning things over to my higher power. And that concludes today's powerful readings of Recovering My Inner Child. Until next time, this is Kowan Saluja reminding myself to feel those sensations, and feel those feelings. And as the great philosopher Dolly Parton said, I don't lose my temper, I use it.